Hey everyone, due to warm waters in the Atlantic, we're likely to see more activity this hurricane season according to the National Weather Service. So with a couple of months left in hurricane season, we're talking insurance tips today to make sure your home, apartment, car, and belongings have the right coverage in case a hurricane hits our city. It's Monday, August 21st, 2023. I'm Raheel Ramzanli, and here's what Houston's talking about. Rich Johnson, welcome to CityCast Houston. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So you're with the Insurance Council of Texas, where y'all have 400 insurance companies as part of this council, and you're representing them. And one of the cool things about insurance companies have been the commercials that they've been putting out. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Before we get started about hurricane insurance, do you have a favorite commercial when it comes to insurance companies? Oh, man, I can't show favorites, can I? But, uh, you know, I mean, flow is always good. The gecko is always good. Uh, Liberty Mutuals come in strong with their Limu Emu ads. So, you know, I, I can't pick a favorite. So. OK, OK. That's what I thought. But you know what? I just wanted to try. Right. I'm just trying. I'm trying yeah. to, uh, you know, ride the fence on that one a little yeah. bit. So. I'm just waiting for the Geico cavemen to come back because those are the OG. Those were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of one of the launch into the you know, we got mayhem, too, with Allstate. Yeah. He's, he's always pretty good, too. So. All right, let's talk about home insurance when it comes to hurricane season. And look, I'm a homeowner. I've had home ins home insurance now for you know 10 years being in this house. Even I'm confused about home insurance and hurricane season. So first things first, how much coverage should homeowners be getting in their policy when they're comparing policies? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so I think there's a couple things, and it's and it's not even just the the dollar amount. I mean, really, your insurance company uh, is going to figure out the dollar amount of what you should be covered, and okay. but you can always double check that, maybe get a contractor out um, and find that worst case scenario. What's it going to be? To you know, the biggest thing is going to be that your roof, uh, and the second biggest thing is if you unfortunately have a total loss where the entire uh, home is destroyed, whether that's by fire, or hurricane, or 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 a tornado. Uh, which is things that we all have here in, te in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you should be looking at, uh, you know, making sure that your liability insurance is is up there. And that's if somebody is injured uh, at your home uh, in any scenario, you know, and if you can't get enough on your homeowner's insurance, you can always get an umbrella policy as well, which okay. ups that. But specifically to maybe hurricane, I think we're looking at, uh, other structures. So make sure that maybe you have your, your fences or decks, or if you have any sheds or, you know, did you build a, an office on site, um, you know, when, when, when this pandemic hit and everybody's working from home. And then the biggest thing that people miss is flood insurance. Flood mm -hmm. is not covered in a typical homeowner's policy. And so you need to ask your agent or your insurance professional, to go ahead and get yourself uh, get a flood insurance policy. There are some private companies out there that do sell flood insurance. Uh, however, most uh, flood insurance policies are sold through FEMA uh, and the federal government through their uh, the National Flood Insurance Program. Yeah, and that was a big lesson I think a lot of Houston homeowners learned after Hurricane Harvey, right, was the flood insurance because uh, up until that point, a lot of people never dealt with it, right? And we all learned that you better get that FEMA flood insurance. Tell me a little bit more about that. So it's basically you sign up, your insurance agent will send you the information, you sign up. Now, the big thing with FEMA flood insurance is that they do have a waiting period, right? 
That's right. Yeah. So if you see a hurricane off the coast that's going to hit, you know, in the next five days, you're kind of out of luck. They have a 30 day waiting period. So you go ahead. So from the day that you sign up and get approved, it's then 30 days until that policy kicks in. So really right now, I mean, you know, and even 30 days ago, you should have been shopping for flood insurance because we are right in the middle of, of hurricane season uh, in August and September are always the most active months here in Texas. So really look into that flood insurance now. What about just normal home insurance? Help me with the timeline on a home insurance policy, right? If a listener is like, whoa, I need to update it or I need to go ahead and get home insurance because we just moved into a new home. So let's say there is a hurricane coming and they panic. They're like, I need home insurance right now. Would that policy kick in once they sign up? So it depends. So if if there is no imminent storm, there's nothing happening, then it's usually midnight of that of, of that day. So if I were okay. to call today, it usually kicks in midnight um, as long as everything everything works out. However, there they can put restrictions on. So let's say there is a, a hurricane coming in, or maybe there's a massive wildfire that's you know five miles away from your house. They can go ahead and put a stop on new policies in those in certain areas. Okay. Um, so you know it's just something to to look into. Um, it, you know, for, because they, they want to prevent that, that it's like, oh, man, I see this storm coming. Um, I need to get insurance today or or change or make changes to their policy. So they do they do put a freeze uh, on new policies or changes to policies if there is something imminent that's about to happen in that in a particular area. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's why we're doing this episode, because, you know, we want everyone to be covered. We want everyone to get ahead of this. And again, as you said, it was probably a good idea 30 days ago, but still, you know, it, it's dry right now. And we're hoping there's no major hurricanes. But that's why we wanted to get you on and explain some of this timeline um, issues that we could run into. Now, let's talk about afterwards, right? We all remember here in Houston, the craziness after Hurricane Harvey trying to get a claim. What tips do you have for us in case a listener's house is damaged during a major storm or hurricane? Yeah, I think the first thing is, is another thing to do right now is to get a home inventory. Mm. Uh, and that's going to help you in that process afterwards so that you can either put it in an Excel spreadsheet, write a list. The easiest thing to do, though, is to take your take your camera or, or, or your mobile phone and just do a 360 pan, a slow pan around every room in your house. Get what kind of countertops do you have? What kind of floors do you have? What, you know, how many books are on your shelves? What kind of, uh, and then make a list of any kind of high dollar items and make sure that you have that inventory ready to go for when the worst happens and you have to make a claim. The next thing is go ahead and document any damage. You have any, you know, if there's wind damage, if you have broken windows, you know, do you have that flooding, any kind of damage that was done, make sure that you're documenting that and taking pictures of it. Uh, go ahead and make temporary repairs. Let's say you, you know, it's a pouring down rain, you have a hole in your roof, a broken window. If you're able to and it's safe, get it, you know, cover it with a tarp, uh, put it, you know, Maybe you need to put a, a piece of plywood over a window, save those receipts because you can claim those on, on your uh, mm. insurance policy, and then file that claim. Make sure you get that claim in as soon as possible. It is going to be busy after after a big storm, uh, so you want to get in the queue as early as possible. But now it's so easy. Most insurance companies, you can literally start a claim on your phone yeah. um, to at least get in the queue and get going. You can start uploading photos and any kind of documentation that you may have uh, regarding your claim. And, it, and it's just it's pretty easy these days. 
I want to talk about car insurance when it comes to hurricanes and major storms. One of the craziest images I remember after Hurricane Harvey was driving down 71 and you just see fields of cars that insurance companies put out there because, you know, they, they no longer work. They were flooded. They were damaged, whatever it may be. Are there certain things to watch out for with car insurance when it, in regards to storms? Yeah, the biggest thing is to go ahead and get comprehensive. Is you need that comprehensive insurance, so that's okay. going to cover you with hail. Um, sometimes, if you know the broken windshield, that type of thing, uh, they may have separate windshield coverage that you can buy instead of comprehensive. But for the most part, you want to get that comprehensive insurance because the the collision insurance only. Uh, kicks in if you're actually in an accident and you hit somebody. Mm. And so what we could kind of say is collision is when you hit somebody uh, and a comprehensive is when something hits you other than an, another person's car. Um, and so uh, it's really important to get that because then, you know, that, that flood, you know, if you do have a flooded car uh, and they consider that totaled and you don't have the proper insurance, you know, everything, everything is going to come out of pocket for that particular car. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's talk about renters because we do have a lot of listeners who are renting right now. What should renters focus on when they're looking at renters insurance in regards to hurricane season or another major storm? Yeah. So think about renters insurance that, you know, if you were to take your apartment or your home and turn it upside down and shake it around and everything that falls out of it, that's what's covered with renters insurance. Mm. Uh, the structure, uh, the building, the actual property, that's all going to be on the landlord or the property owner's insurance. Um, so what you're looking at is, you know, your furniture, your personal valuables, all your electronics, anything that you own, that's what your uh, renter's insurance is going to cover. Now, renter's insurance, renters are also encouraged to go ahead and get flood insurance uh, because mm. sometimes there are policies out there with renter's insurance. There are companies out there that have flood insurance and uh, covered. So that's, it's kind of a nice thing with, with renter's insurance actually, is that there are companies that go ahead and cover uh, flood insurance because it is just that personal, uh, those personal items and, and, and personal effects that are covered. It's not the whole property. Um, so you may find a policy, but check into that. That's really something to, to ask about uh, and to look into with a renter's insurance policy. And if you're and if your company doesn't cover it, then you want to go ahead and look in to see if you can get a flood insurance policy through uh, the NFIP, the National Flood Insurance Program. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I don't know. This is just me thinking out loud. Do residents on like second floor apartments are higher? Should they get less coverage than first floor owners because they're at more of a risk for flooding and other damage? Or does that even matter? It doesn't really matter. I mean, if you're up on the third or fourth floor, you probably won't need flood insurance. It may, yeah. be, it may be in your policy anyway. Um, but as far as dollar amounts, again, it just goes to the, back to the value of all your personal items uh, and what kind of policy you yeah, have. Okay. So it's really, you know, ha have your insurance company look at it and, and say, you know, hey, I, I recommend you get flood insurance or, or not. But um, sometimes, again, it's included and sometimes it's not with renter's insurance. Now, renters, should they reach out to their landlords right now and just understand the policy that the landlord might have in case there are any gaps or anything like that? Yeah, that's a really good idea. Reach out to your landlord, see if, you know, check your lease. Uh, a lot of the times landlords have required amounts or required coverages for renter's insurance that you have to have uh, in order to make your lease valid and to make their insurance valid. So uh, reach out to them, see what kind of policies they have, as well as uh, making sure that you have the proper coverage uh, that your lease or your that your landlord requires. All right, final question for you. What tips do you have for our listeners 
to prevent them, you know, frankly, from getting screwed after a major storm that they can do right now and prevent in case things do go sideways and we're hit by a hurricane. Yeah, the the biggest thing is just document everything and and make that home inventory now because that's usually what's gonna what's gonna um, you know kind of spur the most arguments. Well, I had this. Well, I had that. Well, you know we we can't tell because it's not here anymore or you know it's so damaged that we can't tell. So make sure that you document everything ahead of time. Document everything uh, afterwards. Uh, and then I think the biggest thing is let the process take place. Um, I think there there can be contractors, there's lawyers, uh, there's all sorts of people that are looking to take advantage of situations. And you know if you just let the process take its route, and at the end of that process, if you feel that you're not being serviced properly by your company, then there are you know there's ramifications for that. But it's hard to say because everybody wants their home back. But the you know be patient uh, is the biggest thing. Uh, after a big storm like that. Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Here's hoping that we don't have to use much of this advice after a storm, right? We want a clean season, but better to be prepared. So I appreciate you joining us and giving us these great tips. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And everybody, you know, check your policies, make sure you have the proper coverage uh, and do that, you know, once or twice a year, make sure that you that you have uh, that all your all your ducks are in a row uh, because your home is your biggest asset for the most part. And you want that you want your home protected. That was Rich Johnson from the Insurance Council of Texas. You can learn more about their work with the link in our show notes. Before we go, As we get closer to colleges getting back into session, Texas A&M has announced a two-year tuition freeze for in-state undergrads across their 11 universities, including, yes, College Station. The estimated tuition and fees are currently over $11,000, so this is a much-needed announcement for students in the Texas A&M system. So what do you think? Are college fees too high right now? Let us know by emailing us or texting us with information in our show notes. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. And do you prefer to be called Rich or Richard? Rich is great.